Hey, welcome to the Calm with Dom podcast, where we harness our highly sensitive nature to become grounded and aligned versions of ourselves. I'm your highly sensitive spiritual mentor, Dominic. Let's get into it. Today, I'm talking about the second indicator of highly sensitive people, which is overstimulation or overarousability. And this means you are easily overstimulated or overaroused. And no, I'm not talking sexually. I'm talking about having a sensitive sympathetic nervous system. For example, the fight or flight response of a raised heartbeat, sweaty palms, upset stomach over things like public speaking or any kind of public performances, multitasking, test taking, even being watched while training, to name a few examples. If you've ever dealt with anxiety before and know it well, you're probably hearing this and thinking, well, everything you just mentioned sounds like my anxious symptoms or panic attack symptoms. How is this any different from anxiety? And I want to say I hear you because I have struggled with anxiety and panic disorder for most of my life. There is a difference, right? The difference is in the emotions during your experience. Emotions are at a very, they're at very different stages of these symptoms for an anxious person versus a highly sensitive person. For example, when I'm anxious, it starts in my stomach, right? My stomach flips, or it feels like I'm experiencing butterflies in my stomach, or it can start in my chest, and that's that chest tightening stress and nervousness. If you know, you know, the upsetting emotions that snowball so fast that you can miss it until you find yourself in the middle of an anxiety or a panic attack. Which, by the way, are two different things. I'm just very familiar with both. So that's how anxiety can play out with the emotions and feelings that stir up in you that may or may not be connected to bad thoughts. But it's the root, right? A highly sensitive person being overstimulated won't necessarily mean they'll experience any negative emotions before these symptoms start. Emotions aren't the root cause of the experience. They're the end result, literally the last stage of this experience of being overstimulated. And that's only when a highly sensitive person can't handle it anymore, hence the reason why it's called overstimulated and not highly stimulated. Again, I'll share another personal story of mine to explain this better. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know this story already. Um, I'm just going to share it on here. But basically, I thought for a long time that I had test anxiety ever since childhood. Now, I've always performed well on tests. Um, Academically, I never struggled. And I never really felt nervous taking tests, but as soon as I started taking standardized tests, um, those are those state tests that take like two hours to complete or more if you needed more time. Where I'm from, they started uh, in the third grade. So from eight years old all throughout high school, I would have to step out of my classroom during these tests to take a walk, take a breather, splash my face with cold water in the hallway like at at the water fountain and no one really understood why my teachers and my parents they just found it weird and chalked it up to test anxiety right um because they thought 
I was the student that didn't have to worry about not scoring high, right? Not passing these exams. And the way that I acted, the way that I performed, I guess, uh, I don't want to say performed as if I was like acting because I wasn't. My behavior made it seem as though I was nervous, right? My behavior portrayed a very nervous person, um, someone who was anxious about this test because why else did I have to step out of the room? When the truth of the matter was, I was never nervous about tests. I never felt anxious about tests. I was just that kid that didn't really have to study that much. And my attitude never changed um, when it came to a state test. I never lost sleep over state exams. And so it was a very confusing experience for me for years. And I just accepted test anxiety because what else was it? But once I understood that I was a highly sensitive person, experiences like these were seen in a new light. I understood that I was experiencing overstimulation, right? I was reacting to my physical environment. The testing environment is one that is tense. It's super quiet. I'm highly aware of everyone in the room. I'm highly aware of the silence in the room. I'm highly aware of the teacher in the room. Gosh, the teacher, I can never, I can never not, I can never ignore the teacher, right? If they were walking around, if they were like in the corner of my eye, like I could tell like where they were staring or what they were doing. And everything was so distracting for me. I even heard the the lights in the room they buzzed really loudly during that time and i was just overstimulated by the change in my environment and it had nothing to do with being nervous or anxious about the exam i I couldn't even think about the exam because i was just physically reacting and responding to my environment so yeah even that may sound like anxiety however i want to highlight i never felt bad. I did not experience any negative emotions. If anything, I experienced confusion way after, right? That's the only emotion I can really connect with those experiences. And I've been doing this since I was eight years old every single year, right? So that, I hope that paints a picture and and clears, or I guess highlights the the difference. I have uh, experienced so many panic attacks and anxiety attacks that last weeks. And I know the difference. And if you are a highly sensitive person, you're probably like, yo, I I know the difference too. (laughs) Um, I hope that it resonates with those of you who it should be resonating with. I just want you to know that you're not alone and that it's super confusing and it's a weird experience for sure when your body seems to be responding to something that you can't really pinpoint because so many things. So I want to talk about the different things that you are, that you could be responding to. In Dr. Elaine and Aaron's book of course i'm always going to talk about her because this four-part series is based on her does acronym d-o-e-s what she talks about is temporary over arousal that there's that word again 
And basically, over arousal means that these behaviors, right, the traits or the symptoms that sound that that kind of sound like a panic attack symptoms right or anxiety anxious symptoms these behaviors aren't consistent right they're they're temporary so think about maybe when you first meet someone new or maybe you're in an environment a new environment for the first time you may behave in in such a way that is directly related to your overstimulation behaviors such as getting choked up or sometimes even crying out of sheer nervousness, having a hard time with eye contact, uh, maybe you have trouble focusing and you fall into long silences. That is definitely something I do. You may even complain, right? Not in a way that's disruptive, but complaining about very small things, fearing having nothing to say, for example, right? Um, And maybe in the book, they highlight this that I think is so interesting because it's so unique to highly sensitive people. Solving that fear of having nothing to say with coming to the event or uh, showing up and meeting that new person with an agenda, right? So the problem over arousability comes with is constantly feeling overwhelmed or burnt out and feeling like you can't handle as much as others right and that in and of itself feels like failure and there's that word again i talked about in the first episode but yeah the thing is highly sensitive people really don't allow these feelings to affect their responsibilities right even very positive life experiences trigger over arousability just because there's a lot going on right one after the other and you prefer to reflect we like reflecting Right? We don't like when life moves too fast because it's hard for us to. It's all very highly stimulating. There is a chance, though, that, you know, you weren't surrounded by other highly sensitive people who could pinpoint this, could outline this for you, could guide you to what you were experiencing. And so what happens is over arousal can look like having a lot of regrets about decisions you've made in the past. So opportunities you might have turned down or inexplicable repeated failures. Like in my example, right, in my case, it was having to step out of the the state exams every single year despite being a straight-A student, despite not feeling anxious or worried or doubtful. My behavior didn't make sense to me or anyone around me and so I saw that as a failure right and I want to pause here and say if so far any of these things are ringing true for you I need you to know that these issues are not small these decisions that you've made in the past while you were overstimulated those decisions that looked like missing out on things quote-unquote not accomplishing the things that your peers have accomplished whatever it may be These are not minor mistakes that could have been avoided. I want you to understand that these decisions were what you believed were the best for you in that state and at that time. I'm saying that you did the best that you could with what you had. You were probably not surrounded by highly sensitive people who could tell you, hey, this is what's going on. You seem lost. (laughs) You seem like you don't know what's happening to you or why it's happening. 
but I know. So, so let me let me help you out. Most likely did not have that. This is why I say a third of the problems highly sensitive people face is caused by a lack of education about their highly sensitive nature. It's not a flaw. It's not your fault. It just seemed that way because you didn't know that you operate differently. So on the contrary, it's quite intense to feel this way. And of course, there's always this comparison to others, knowing that other people do not have these feelings of overwhelm so easily and wondering, like, why am I this way? Why, why can't I deal with whatever life throws at me as easily as others? And that's where we as highly sensitive people run into the issue of cognitive distortion, right? Faulty thinking and talking about you having unprecedented judgment on yourself for something you just don't understand about yourself yet. But I won't jump into cognitive distortions in this episode because I can, I mean, I can do a a whole episode on that and I will. But that was everything you need to know about the second trait of highly sensitive people, which is, again, overstimulation and overarousability. That's the O in the DOES acronym. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it was enlightening. Here's what I need you to do right now. If you liked this episode and you resonated with any word I said today, I need you to find my Instagram account, which is linked in the show notes, and I need you to send me a DM letting me know your thoughts. I absolutely love hearing from my people. I'm saying these words for highly sensitive people like myself. The show was created for you. Everything I create and publish is meant to serve you in some way, shape, or form. So it would mean the world if I heard from you. Don't be afraid to. I love connecting with you. Now, that's what you absolutely have to do. Sorry, there's no real choice for you there. But here are some suggestions that you can, you know, you can just take or leave. It's up to you. If you feel like you're ready to start harnessing your sensitivity, to start trusting yourself and actively start showing up for yourself as the highly sensitive person that you are, I do have a couple of resources you can take advantage of, right? First one, the highly sensitive roadmap to self-grounding suite is comprised of my protecting your energy course and my befriending your shadow self course. This is a self-paced course that guides you through the groundwork of your self-mastery as a highly sensitive person because I will always say this, you can't protect your energy without doing shadow work and you can't do shadow work without protecting your energy. So this course suite really helps you change the way that you show up for yourself. But if you feel you aren't ready for that, I do have a low ticket offer for you called the Highly Sensitive Foundation Bundle where you get access to my recorded masterclass accompanied by PDF downloadables, as well as my managing cognitive distortions workshop. There's that term again, cognitive distortions. It's a real issue that we face. And with the foundation to success bundle, we really unpack that and you implement the skills that you learn in these lessons. You can implement them right away. And these will immediately lighten the pressure you inadvertently put on yourself as a highly sensitive person. I know because I'm the same way or I was the same way before I knew what I know now. I'll have these resources linked in the show notes. Okay, that is all. I can't wait to hear from you from my sensitive soul to yours. I will see you next week.